This is episode 13 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that with the piano, and now, after being an engineer for eight years, I'm proud to say I support my family with the income from my online piano course. I am not joined today by Nate Dotson, who has been with me for every episode of this podcast so far. And the reason is, is that uh, I had a little wrench thrown into my schedule this week, and that is the birth of our second daughter. And uh, so we're pretty, pretty excited about that. We actually just got home from the hospital a couple of hours ago. Everything went very, very smoothly. And so normally we record these podcast episodes on Thursday mornings, and well, my daughter was born on Thursday morning about 10.30 in the morning, so our normal uh, normal scheduled time with Nate didn't work out this week, but I figured I would turn the recording on and, uh, and start going at it and have a something I want to talk about this week, and it's going to be a little bit weird just talking to myself about this, but hey, maybe I can pretend my... My daughter is my co-host here, my new daughter, because she's sitting right here next to me. Her eyes are a little bit open right now, but I have a feeling they're about to close and she's about to get into a nice <clears throat> nice little slumber for a couple of hours. My my wife is absolutely worn out and she's she's taking a nap in our in our room and, and my my oldest daughter who who's two years old is taking a nap in her room and so I figured my new daughter Zoe and I would come into the office and try to get this uh, podcast recorded. So tell everybody how you're doing, Zoe. She says hello. I think she's saying hello. So what I want to talk about today is has to do with, it has to do with revenue and profit and expenses. And I want to go over how my business did for Piano in 21 Days in July, because July just ended. And normally when a month ends, I'll go over my numbers with Nate but I'm going to go over those uh, solo with you guys and have some thoughts about that and just this this lifestyle and running a business like this with when life events happen, such as you know giving giving birth to a child. And so I'll start right there. Is that it's just it's just really really cool that I was able to kind of take off, you know, tend tend to my wife, tend to my family. And go through this process of, of having another kid and over the course of several days, you know, staying in the hospital a couple of nights and all that. And so over the course of the past, you know, five days or so, today is, today is Saturday, August 5th. So I basically worked one to two hours this month. And today's the fifth day of the month. And I've sold, you know, 20 or so courses um, I've made over six thousand dollars in revenue in in five days, which is on pace for over thirty thousand dollars in revenue. Which I'm going to get to that because I made right at thirty thousand dollars, just shy of that actually, in July, which I'll talk about here shortly. But that's just um, hopefully it's motivating to people out there listening. And this is you know I'm certainly not an overnight success story, and and I don't know you know not everybody would even call me a success at this point. I think we're all continuing to get better and improving and being more and more successful. But this is it's taken me a, a long time to get to this point. I, I it's it's crazy to think back to where I was when I was making maybe $500 a month from my business, still working a full-time job 
And now something I created is bringing in almost $30,000 in a month. Now that is revenue, right? And that's, that's something we're going to talk about is I had a lot of expenses in July as well. But I just wanted to start off by saying how cool it was that I could just kind of take off, tend to my family, um, have you know my new baby daughter born, bring her into this world. And all the while, my business is rolling. There's so much automation going on. Um, it's out there. It's helping people even when I'm not there. And that's just just incredible. Just incredible. It's I didn't have this stuff in place when when my other daughter was born two years ago, almost to the day. And, uh, and I'm just so much better set up for me and my family today. And I'm just so thankful for that. But looking back for, at the numbers for my business in July, the final revenue number I was really pumped about, you know, the next kind of target, you know, next milestone that I've been wanting to hit in terms of revenue is $30,000 for one month. That's just kind of a nice big round number. Uh, I remember when I first hit $10,000, it was crazy. And then when I first hit $20,000, it was unbelievable. And so that next target is $30,000. And I came close a couple months ago. I was around $28,000 or so. And I think in that month, I think that was May, I made around made around $28,000 in revenue, had about $19,000 expenses. Maybe it was $17,000 expenses because I think I had a profit of $11,000. Well, that wasn't quite the case for July. So I was looking at the revenue and there, there's Zoe saying hello. And I may need to pause this here in a second and tend to her. She looks, she looks very cozy and comfy over there. But this, this is real life. The, my family's every bit a part of my business. And um, I'm gonna pause this and go tend to her and I'll be right back. Okay, we are back at it, and Zoe looks to be sound asleep. I appreciate you bearing with me through that. So what I was saying is I was starting to analyze my numbers for July, and you know, the first number I saw was my profit, and it was $29,415, and I was hoping to get to that 30000 mark. I was just shy of it, but it's still an incredible number. It's my highest profit month ever with my business, and, and I'm thrilled with it. But then I scrolled down and I looked at my expenses. And my expenses were $23,370. So what was an incredible month for me, which in a month where I sold 122 copies of my course, which is, which is also a record for a month, I only made $6,000 in profit. And, you know, I say only because in that, because that is a, a lot of money for a lot of people, and, and I recognize that that is a lot of money. But when I'm making almost thirty thousand dollars in revenue, I'd like to bring home for my family more than six thousand dollars in profit. And so that was uh, that. Those numbers were a bit staggering when I included my expenses and looked at that final net profit number. And so the the main thing I wanted to do in this episode is kind of look back through July and, and analyze some of these expenses and kind of talk to you about what I'm spending so much money on in a given month to bring in that much revenue and and kind of walk through this as an exercise and see if I can cut something, see what I can do and kind of plan my August budget for my business 
and try to end up with a little more profit. Well, a little more, uh, yeah, a little more profit than in uh, in August than I did in July. So once again, the the kind of overall numbers here for July profit was twenty nine thousand four hundred fifteen. The expenses were twenty three thousand and four hundred basically, and then that gives me a net profit of six thousand dollars. So the biggest expenses fall under the advertising category. And so, for example, I spent $8,000 on Google AdWords, which that's when you search for something on Google. And if you notice the top results, the ones all the way at the top, they have a little, they say ad by them. Those are the ones you pay to have ranked so high. And that's what Google AdWords are. So I'm spending about $8,000 on Google AdWords. I'm spending about $3,400 on Facebook ads, about $1,300 on Bing ads. And all three of those categories of advertising, all of that is directly responsible for revenue in a greater number than, than the expense, which is what you want from advertising. You want a positive ROI, which is return on investment. You invest some money in, so you can think of it, you can think of advertising like a little black box. You put a dollar in, and you want to see more than a dollar come out on the other side. And that's what I'm doing. I'm getting about a dollar fifty or so on average from my advertising out the other side of this black box. And so if you if you want to look at this, you know, in some exact numbers here, the the return that I got on my spend for AdWords in July, I made eleven thousand five hundred dollars on that. So that's clearly a wise investment. And I may even, you know, I could spend more potentially, but I've almost saturated that that you know market and what I can spend in Google AdWords. In Facebook, the value is four thousand, a little over four thousand dollars for July. And what did I what did I say I spent on Facebook? Thirty four hundred dollars. So that's a that's a little bit of, that's over one in ROI, which is which is good. You definitely don't want it to be less than one in terms of your ROI. Bing was very good. The ROI was about two, but there's only so much traffic going to Bing. I really I spent about $1,300, and Zoe is in the background hiccuping, and it's pretty much the cutest hiccup I've ever heard. She's about just about 48 hours old now. Anyway, um, so the... The revenue I brought in from Bing Ads was $2,500, so that's almost double what I spent. But I really can't spend anymore. I'm kind of spending as much as I can. And so that's Facebook, Google AdWords, and Bing Ads. The other cat, the other thing I put inside of advertising, which is a big expense, is my SEO, uh, my SEO budget. You know, I've, I've mentioned on previous episodes, I'm paying uh, a firm, um, a digital marketing company, to do SEO for me, and I didn't skimp at all. I, I wanted the best of the best, and I'm spending about $3,300 a month on these SEO campaigns. And the the trends, everything's going up. Everything's looking good. I'm really excited about it. But SEO, as far as I can tell, really isn't responsible for any revenue in July, even though I spent $3,300 on SEO. So sure, I could cut out that expense altogether, and immediately my revenue, excuse me, my my profit, you know, my take home for my family would have gone from six thousand up to ninety three hundred dollars, and that's a big jump. That's over fifty percent 
more, I could do that, but I'm investing in the future of my company. I'm investing in the future. I'm not content with just staying, you know, staying the same because if I stay the same with everything, then I, you know, I could get some competition that, you know, kind of takes some of my market. Uh, there's, there's plenty of things that can happen. So I'm always looking to improve. I'm always looking to get better. I'm always looking to, to reach more people with this stuff. And I, and I know that piano in 21 days is helping a lot of people. And so that's, that's motivation as well to kind of just continue to spread this message and help more and more people. So that, that expense is in there. So if you add all of those together, I spent $16,000 in July on advertising. If you include SEO in there, which is fine because all, all together, I made more from the advertising than I spent on it. But to run this business, I've got a lot of other expenses as well. And so I kind of want to go through some of those, see if I can, you know, tweak back on, on some of those expenses in August. And I've, I've done, a, done this roughly already. And unfortunately, I don't think there's a lot of places to do this. But the big thing I'm asking myself now is, okay, well, with these same expenses, can I get my revenue up in August? But let's go, go through some of these expenses and see. So Next category is contractors. I spent a little over $1,100 on contractors. So what that is, is it's my girl that I've hired to do a lot of comment moderation for me. So she helps me respond to Facebook comments, comments on my website, Twitter, as well as emails. And so that is money well spent because that's one reason that I was able to so successfully, you know, step away from my business with the birth of my daughter and that's just been a huge success so far. And the other thing in that contractors, there's a few things in there, but that's that's one of the big ones. And then of course my my just general virtual assistant who is Filipino, um, she's fantastic and she does just general things um, on on the web for me, WordPress stuff, you know, spreadsheet stuff, um, transcribing, you know, transcribing this podcast, things like that. So that's in there. <clears throat> And I want to, you know, the, the big thing that I want to dive deep into is that I have this category called online services, online services, and I spent over $2,000 on online services. So I'm going to go through those expenses and, and see if there's anything I can cut back on. And, and that will also give you an idea of all the different services that I'm using as part of my business. And Nate was talking about that and asking me about that in last week's episode and he felt like you know I had a little trick or a little tool that I use for all these different pieces that are helping out my business so I'll show you what I'm spending on all those different tools and so let's take a look at it I'm gonna go chronologically through the months starting at the beginning of the month and work my way forward in time and so the first expense I had was something called WP engine and that's $99 and what that is is actually the host that's the hosting services for uh, pianowith21days.com and that actually hosts a few additional um, websites that are you know in conjunction to that as well I think if, if you use WP engine and only have one kind of one website that you're hosting it's more like 30 or 40 dollars a month but it's it's a WordPress specific hosting platform you can certainly go cheaper than that for hosting in fact I was for a long time going much cheaper than that I was using HostGator for a long time on one of those um, very basic shared plans. 
and I had uh, many websites hosted on that for less than $10 a month. And I did that for a long time, but I don't recommend people do that if they're, you know, they can do that for like a little personal blog. They don't expect to have much traffic, but it's certainly not meant for a business website because what happened several times and the reason I switched over is I got hacked and I got malware on Piano in 21 Days. And one time my site went down for like three days and I didn't get any email opt-ins for those days. And it was just a big mess and impacted my business. And I knew I had to get my website on a more secure server and a more secure hosting package. So that's why I'm spending $99 a month for WP Engine. I'm, uh, I'm spending $20 a month for Google. It's like um, Google Apps. So what that does is allows me to use you know, like Jacques at piano in 21 days.com as, you know, as a Google email address. So I can log into Gmail and I can have a Google calendar and all that. And I, uh, I have a couple of other email addresses as well. I think each email address is $5 a month. So I have about four emails through there. I think that's a very, very good value for what you get. Next is $20 to liberate its or Libsyn, which hosts this podcast. You need to you need to spend money on hosting when you host audio files for a podcast. And you know, that's not a obviously a direct expense for piano in 21 days. You know, technically my business is called Hopkins Media LLC, and it's it's kind of the blanket of which you know my online activity falls, but you know, 99% of that right now, if not more, is piano in 21 days. And I think that this podcast is, you know, definitely a branch out of piano, piano in 21 days as well. Next, I've got $29 to proof, and proof is super cool. Um, what it is, is if you go to my opt-in page, if you go to piano in 21 days.com slash free dash five dash day dash workbook, you will find the opt-in for my free five-day workbook for piano in 21 days. It's uh, it's called Learn 36 Pop Songs in, in Just Five Days. And you have to give me your email address in order to get that workbook. And that's kind of the start of my funnel. But you'll notice I have this thing called Proof installed on that page. And it tells you when it'll say, like, Nate um, grabbed a copy of the ebook. Or it'll say, like, Nate from Indiana grabbed a copy of the ebook, you know, five minutes ago. And then John from the UK grabbed it eight minutes ago. So it's it's social proof, and it shows people that other people are doing this, and you're not going to be the only one. You know, you, I've, if you've ever been to a website where clearly, like, it's not getting any traffic, and this person is just starting out, and they don't know what they're doing yet, I don't want that to come across when people visit Piano in 21 Days. Dot com because it's not you know I get over a thousand people visiting my website a day and over you know over a hundred email opt-ins a day and I want to try to make it clear that this is you know helping a lot of people and a lot of people are interested in it and it's just the whole concept of social proof so proof is really cool I've seen people use that on on order form pages too showing how many people have bought bought the product as well so that's that's really cool um, so I've got stunning, and Nate and I talked about stunning last week, which is I spent $50 on stunning, but what that is, it's a service that helps me track down when people don't make their payments. So if their credit card declines, it will automatically email them to update their credit card, but what it will also do is 
if somebody's credit card that's on file with me is about to expire, it will also email them prior to it expiring so that they go go ahead and be proactive about it and and go ahead and update it so that we don't have a problem. So that's that's really cool. It definitely makes me more than the $50 I'm spending on it because I do get people that have failed payments and I have a lot of, you know, I've got about $28,000 in payment plan payments that haven't come through yet over the next 12 months or so. So if I turned off everything in, in my business, I would still make $28,000 over the next 12 months because of my payment plan stuff. You know, I offer a six month payment plan on my online course. Um, you can do that or you can just pay in full and a lot of people do take me up on that payment plan option. So next I'm spending about about 60, I spent about $60 on something called Screencast-O-Matic. So doing screencast, which is just recording my computer screen with my voice on top, is something I've been using with my contractors for a while because it's what I've found is the best way to provide them with instructions so I can show them exactly what to do. And for a while I just used like uh, Cam Camtasia and Cam Studio and just kind of recorded and then uploaded it to my YouTube channel as a unlisted video. But then I found Screencast-O-Matic and it's just so, so simple and they do the hosting and it's just so many less clicks to what I'm doing. It's such a seamless process. I'm a huge fan. I use Screencast-O-Matic every day. And so I, you know, I think I paid that $60 to use it for the year or something like that. So it's not super expensive and I don't expect that ex expense next month. And so that's something that existed in July that I don't expect to exist in August. I spent $29 on Aweber, which is the email autoresponder service that I used to use. Um, I've since switched over to ActiveCampaign, which I'm spending $766 a month on ActiveCampaign, and that's because I've got so many email addresses. I'm on their 25000 email address plan, and that's a lot of money, but I'm certainly not looking to get away from ActiveCampaign because it's such a such a vital part of my business and I absolutely love it. So that's, I'd love to be able to say, okay, I'm spending almost $800 here. How can I cut back on that? But I can't. And I'm, you know, I have that $29 expense to Aweber because I still have my like guitar in 21 days list there and some kind of older lists as well, still in Aweber. And I think, you know, one thing I can do is, is finalize moving those lists over to Active Campaign, which I haven't even looked at in, over a year probably what's in a Weber and then I won't have that $29 a month expense so that's something I can definitely do next on the list is Canva Canva is great I'm spending $13 a month for their pro uh, version of Canva but that you can do a lot in the free version I use Canva for all of all of my graphics work you know if I'm not outsourcing my graphics work I'm doing it in Canva so that is any any like social media images I need to make or if I need to, you know, edit a photo or just put something cool together. I mean, it's so cool. If you need to do a Facebook, you know, banner at the top of your page, canva.com is super, super helpful. And the main reason I, I upgraded to the pro version is because without the pro version, I couldn't do transparent backgrounds. And that, that's important to me because a lot of times I need a transparent background. So I'm happy to pay that $13 a month for Canva because I use it so often. Next, I'm spending $122 to Wistia. 
Wistia hosts all of my videos that are on my website. So I've got a lot of videos on YouTube, but like all of the videos inside my course and some of the videos that get emailed out to people on my email list are all hosted on Wistia and it's just more professional than YouTube. Also provides incredible statistics and it's just a super awesome platform and I highly recommend Wistia, but I do have some room to bring down that expense. I know I do because I've got some, I've got many videos that are on Wistia that are no longer relevant and I no longer use and I really need to go in there and kind of do an audit audit of what's there because I've, ha I've had Wistia for several years and things have collected inside of there and they changed their pricing model recently to where I'm actually paying for them for a video to exist inside my account even if it's not getting any views and so I think I used to be paying about $50 a month and since they changed their model now this you know last month was over $120 and so I think I can get that one down a little bit but it, when it, there, I'm not talking about anything significant here. Next, we have Schedule Once, which is $43, and that's the software I use, the service that I use for call bookings. You know, I've mentioned several times on this show that I do a lot of my sales over the phone, and I was able to kind of turn that off and send people down a different path for while I've been at the hospital with my wife and, and new daughter here. But that uh, service is really cool, and it's a very simple process for for having people book slots in your calendar with you and that's that schedule once next i'm using something called serp lab s-e-r-p lab which is only five dollars a month and my seo guy recommended this and this is a, a pretty cool software to just track where your where different where your site ranks for different search terms so it's just serplab.co.uk and it's by far the best SEO ranking tracker that I've come across and, and there is a free plan with that and I think it just updates more often with their pro plan which is only five dollars a month. Next I have another ten dollars to Google which is storage on Google Drive so I pay them ten dollars a month to get I think a terabyte of storage and so I have all of my files on my computer backed up to Google Drive seamlessly so that if anything happened to my laptop here I'd be fine I would just have to get I'd get a new laptop, but none of my files would be lost, and so that's why I'm paying that $10 a month. Next, I'm spending $97 a month on ClickFunnels. I've talked at length about ClickFunnels on this podcast and how great it is. I use it for landing pages. I use it for payment processing. I use it for my membership site, and it just I can't recommend it highly enough. Next is Deadline Funnel, which is $67, and that's the, the service that I use for scarcity so everybody gets their own personalized launch period with piano in 21 days it's uh it's an evergreen thing and it just it um it just helps with that whole psychological aspect of scarcity and uh it's really really cool and uh, i'm glad i'm spending the 67 dollars on that i don't want to get rid of that uh, i'm spending 50 dollars on zapier which is a service that integrates to other services. So for example, when somebody books a call with me and schedule once, that information goes through Zapier and gets into Active Campaign, which is where the person's information was stored to begin with. And it just kind of shows up in Active Campaign that that person booked a call with me. And that way also I'm able to send an email from Active Campaign with the call details and reminders and things like that. And that's just one example 
of what I'm able to do with Zapier. I mentioned a service in the last podcast or maybe the one before called Bonjoro, which I love and it allows me to send a quick little video thanking people when they sign up for my course. So one thing I'm doing with Zapier is I can, when somebody signs up and purchases my course, I send that through Zapier and then send that to Bonjoro, which creates a, a, uh, I guess it's called a Bonjoro, and, and um, on my to-do list so that all I have to do is hit record and, and I know who I'm recording it to and it knows who to send it to because they had purchased something from me. Next, I've got uh, Crowdfire, which I'm using, Crowdfire, and that helps me to get Twitter followers. I talked about um, the process I go through to get relevant Twitter followers in the marketing episode early on in this podcast, and Crowdfire is an integral part of that, it's, uh, and it's $20 a month. I'm using Trustpilot. I've mentioned Trustpilot on the past episode, and that's the online reviews uh, service. And I just signed up for that, and maybe I jumped the gun on that a little bit because that's another $300 a month I'm going to be spending, and I haven't even set it up yet. And so I think I may have gotten a little too eager and excited about that, but there's nothing I can do now. You know, I kind of committed to 12 months, but I think the the thing I need to do is really just kind of get that set up because I'm already paying for it. Next, I'm spending $50 on Meet Edgar, Meet Edgar, and that's that's really cool. That allows me to automatically post things to Twitter and Facebook, and it constantly cycles stuff. So what you do is you load a lot of posts into Meet Edgar, and then it just, it, it, you never run out of things to post because it, it's it will repost things eventually, but that's why you want to have a lot of things in there so that you're not just posting the exact same thing every day. So that allows me to automate, you know, Twitter, Facebook posting, things like that. So that that's really, you know, that's the majority of my expenses. The, the only other thing in the online services here looks like is Shutterstock, which is a stock photos website. I spent about $100 on that because I'm working on actually redesigning my website right now. And uh, there's a few places where, you know, didn't have images that I wanted some really high quality images. And so I found what I wanted on Shutterstock and you know I was happy to pay you know it's basically like ten dollars a photo but it's super high resolution and then you have all the rights to use it and so that's that's all the uh, online services expenses that I spent in July and so there's really only you know a couple things that that I could even cut back on you know I mentioned Aweber I could drop that with a little bit of work and Wistia, I could bring that expense down a little bit with a little bit of work, but we're not even talking $100 here. So all of the services I'm using, I really love and I'm using for the most part, and that's not really going to be an area that I can cut back on. And so as I'm looking through all my expenses, um, I've got my phone bill and my internet bill and you know I mentioned already advertising and contractors and these online ex- services and um, I spent $900 on what's what I'm calling bank fees, but that's basically the charges that Stripe charges me for processing payments. Stripe is my payment processor that's integrated inside ClickFunnels, and they get a small cut every time somebody purchases something from me, so I can't really do anything about that unless everybody started paying me in Bitcoin or something. Um, I spent $30 a month on FreshBooks, which is my accounting software, but 
you know, a lot of little expenses just really add up and I'm using all these little services here and there to really um, improve my business and automate my business and improve things on the, you know, the, the user side, you know, my student side of the equation. And so, you know, like I, like I was saying earlier on in this episode, I was kind of surprised to see, you know, how well I did in July with the revenue. But then I was like, oh, no, you know, I spent way too much money. Um, and then that didn't give me enough profit. Now, the biggest area, the biggest area that I can cut back on, or as, at least if we're talking about July to August, is I did buy a new camera, camera equipment, because as most of you know, I just moved into a new house. It's bigger. You know, we've got we've got two kids now, but it's a much bigger house, and I've got my own space to work here. I don't have to share it with as many other things as I did in my last house. And so I want to really start focusing more on video and my YouTube channel and things like that. And so I bought a really nice camera with a really nice lens and other associated equipment. And I did spend about $1,500 on that. So if I didn't spend that, you know, that would have been directly responsible for more profit. So instead of $6,000, I would have made $7,500. But I think that camera is really going to help my business going forward. But I, I don't need to spend that $1,500 in August because I've already spent it. But, you know, because I'm bringing in so much revenue, it's so easy to say, oh, a $1,500 camera, no big deal. I can handle it. But then at the end of the month, you're like, oh, man, you know, I've really got to work on my expenses here. So after going through, you know, the majority of these expenses and, you know, talking through it here on this podcast, there's not a lot of room for me to go down on expenses. What I need to do is just be careful about what I add to it in August. So, for example, I added in, in July, I bought that camera. I added this service trust pilot, and I didn't necessarily need to do those things. And, and I really didn't think much about it because I was bringing in so much money. But I need to be thinking about those things to continue to grow my business and continue to grow my profit each month. So. I'm going to be comfortable with the majority of these expenses going forward in August, but try not to sign up for anything new. So I'm thinking, you know, $23,400 is what I spent in in July. I think I can have that be around, you know, $22,000 or so in August. And then if I continue to grow my revenue and hopefully hit that $30,000 mark in August and maybe even more. So let's say I, I can bring in 32,000 in August and I spend 22,000. That's a take home of $10,000 in profit. That would be fantastic. And so that would be that's a really good goal that I want to set for myself and for my business for August. Now, it's going to be difficult to do just uh, because that's we're talking about a record month for me and my business and I don't know how much time I'm even going to be able to devote to my business this month with with uh, Zoe coming around and, and a lot of things happening. But we we will see, and that's I think a good target. And I'm I'm just I'm very bullish on the outlook for piano in 21 days, especially when you factor in when you look at these numbers, you factor in I'm doing this SEO stuff as well, and I'm just you know hopefully going to be launching a new version of my website, which I know is going to convert better because of the 
the course that I took on Udemy on web page optimization and the psychology of the you know users interacting with your web page. And worst case, it you know it's not converting better. I can always switch back to my old site, but I do have data that I'm going to be looking at to make sure that it is that it is better. And you know I'll be doing some more videos here soon, and uh, hopefully you know re-engaging with my YouTube audience and things like that. So that's what's going on in my business. You know I like to try to be uh, as transparent as possible without being too transparent. That's what July looked like for my business. That's what that's the outlook I've got for August. And I really hope a lot of this is motivating. I hope that, you know, if you're just getting started that you that you see, you know, where something like this could be. I, you know, I didn't 5 years ago, I didn't realize that you could bring in $30,000 a month in revenue from an online piano course. I I figured that if you were teaching somebody how to make money, then you could do that. Like if you were teaching somebody how to run Facebook ads, because that that puts money in people's pockets, so they're willing to spend more on something like that. I didn't know I could bring, you know, I could bring in thirty thousand dollars from teaching people piano. I don't know that there, there's probably not many piano teachers in the world that that are bringing in thirty thousand dollars in one month. So it's just amazing that this is that this is even possible. But hopefully, you know, having gone through this this kind of um, this process of, of analyzing my expenses and, and everything for July and showing you how I'm going to apply that information to August, hopefully you've learned a few things too about your business and maybe you can take away that and maybe some of these tools that I'm using you're interested in as well. But don't spend too much money, right? <laughs> um, so that's going to do it here. And um, and so thank you for, for bearing with me alone. I it's hard to just talk just myself for for this long, and that's one reason I love having Nate around to to bounce this stuff, you know, back and forth with. But Nate will be uh, back soon. Actually, not next week because he's going to be on vacation, and so I'll either be back with another solo episode or maybe have a different guest slash co-host. So stay tuned for that, and Nate will be back in a couple of weeks, and we'll hopefully be back to our normal. Our normal routine uh, shortly after that, but I don't I don't know how much normalcy is going to be around in my life um, of the upcoming weeks and months. But I'm very much looking forward to all the things that are that are happening with you know my new daughter here and you know my growing family and uh, my business is doing well and I'm just uh, just really excited. This stuff is is just really really cool. And so uh, if anybody's out there listening and and is uh, excited about this stuff as well and you're more of just just kind of getting started and you want to learn more about this stuff well i've got some resources for you beyond this podcast you can head over to the online course guy.com and what you can get there uh, is my eight-step guide to uh, creating your online course from your hobby so let's say you uh you play another instrument or let's say you're into woodworking or uh, landscaping or knitting or I mean it, it's endless you know horseback riding I don't know what I don't know what you're passionate about but almost anything can be turned into an online course as long as there's somebody else out there that wants to learn that and you know just even just a little bit more than that other person about that topic you can teach them something you don't have to be an expert to teach somebody something you just have to know more than them so I am by far an expert at 
piano. But what I'm able to do is appeal to those people that don't know anything about piano or just getting started and allow them to get to a point with the piano that they're, that they're having fun, you know, and not, not go through all this theory and drills and things like that. And they're not going to be a piano master by coming through my course, but they're going to have fun and be competent with it. And so just keep that in mind, you know, you don't have to be an expert, but if you want to get started, you know, I definitely recommend you, uh, you check out that guide, that eight step guide. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it or maybe I am. Um, but like I said, just head over to the online if you want to grab a copy of that. And otherwise I will talk to you guys next week.